On tonight's episode of the podcast, I preview Champions League semifinals, I talk the Zurich Classic, I look at my picks from the weekend, and I also get into more depth about the play-in tournament, and it's also NFL Draft Week, so I have a little bit of a discussion with that, and also much, much more. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. to cover on tonight's show. Uh, I'm going to start off with my picks. I went three and two with my new little format, so I chose two baseball, uh, sorry, yeah, two baseball games, two hockey games, and a basketball game. Uh, I went with the Red Sox over the Seattle Mariners. I went with the Pens over the Bruins, the Lightning over the Blue Jackets, the A's over the Orioles, and I went with Portland over Memphis. Three and two, and I'll tell you who my winners are. While the Red Sox did win against uh, Seattle, uh, very nicely. Eduardo Rodriguez gets another win in the win column for himself. Good game uh, in regards to that. The bats came out early for the Sox to help them get there. Uh, Pens won against the Bruins. It was one nothing. Came down to the final period. Uh, but the Pens look good, and they, they look like they're on the right spot. And they are definitely under the radar in terms of the NHL when we're getting closer and closer to those final games. Nine games left for the Penguins. Uh, sorry, no, seven games left because it's a 56-game season. And we'll see how it goes. It's tight. Right now you have Washington, you have the Islanders, and you have Philadelphia. They're all going to be battling against each other uh, near the end, all within a couple points. Uh, Washington still has a game in hand. Pittsburgh's got two more games left against Washington. Uh, so we'll see how that goes out uh, this weekend, especially with the battle. Baseball, I'm not really going to get much into it just because, well, it's still early. It's only April. We all know that you can, you can't win your division. You can't win the World Series in April, but you can definitely go downhill pretty quickly and definitely affect you for, for your placement. Uh, but so far, the Red Sox are still in the lead for the AL East, and they're right now rolling. So they do play the Mets tomorrow. Uh, but and going back to hockey, uh, pen, pens look good. Uh, Lightning, who I chose to win against the Blue Jackets, they won. They won an OT uh, very, very uh, fashionably, uh, winning 4-3. Uh, the A's fell to the Orioles big time uh, by double digits. And Portland loses to Memphis 120-113. to So I think me choosing Portland is done because they're definitely struggling and they have a good team. They do. They do. They really have a good team. For some reason, they're struggling. I'm not hating on Memphis because Memphis is good. You have John Morant. You got Valanciunas there. They have a good, good team. But for some reason, they're just struggling. And they've been struggling as of late, too. So they're now what I'm going to be leading into next is I am going to be talking about the play-in because it's getting closer and closer to the uh, NBA playoffs. And when I bring up Portland, I'm going to bring up the play-in tournament because you got to remember, uh, 9 and 10, they compete against those lower-end teams. So you have Portland, who has only a game and a half up on the Spurs and a game and a half up on the Warriors. And the Warriors have been kind of getting hot recently. They're still missing Clay Thompson. That's the problem, and they lost Wiseman for the year due to that uh, injury with his knee. So you're losing important pieces. So now does 
GSW get there? Do they get to that top spot? Who knows? Um, will they finally get into the playing tournament? It looks like it just because the Pelicans aren't playing the best. The Kings aren't so good. The Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Rockets, they're definitely all out of it. Now, the Pelicans have the closest chance, but they're five and four and a half games back of the Warriors. So I'm not really concerned, but the Warriors need to start making some moves, and Steph Curry is playing at an MVP level. Uh, but again, uh, you can also throw the Mavericks in there too. They're only a couple of games up, so we'll see how everything goes for the play-in tournament. Uh, I believe it's the bottom two teams, 7, 8, 9, and 10. They'll be battling it out, but it looks good. It's, you know, the Spurs, I think, probably out of those four, they could be the one that sneaks in. They can be sneaky, sneaky good for how well they're playing. And the Grizzlies, well, we'll see. You know, Memphis did take down Portland, so they're only a half a game back, and Portland is just struggling. They are. They're struggling. Uh, but when you're looking at the rest of it, uh, you got Utah, you got the Suns, you got the Clippers, you got Denver. You know what? The Utah and the Suns, it's looking like the old 90s again when you have those two teams up on top. Uh, but the Clippers, uh, Lakers are struggling. Well, they've had multiple injuries with LeBron and Anthony Davis being out for the majority of the year. Talked about the Mavericks. They're playing okay. Denver's playing good. You know, Jamal Murray, they did lose him, and it's definitely going to be an important piece uh, for them not to have because, you know what, he's vital for that. He's vital for that offense. Uh, the Clippers, looks like they're finally finding their ways, but again, the Suns. And Chris Paul is just doing wonders for that team. He is definitely, you kind of have to give him some respect and some MVP love for that, for how well he's helped mentor that team, especially with Booker. Like He has just contributed. And it's amazing how like some of the teams that he has been on have not gotten to the next spot. We saw how well he did with OKC last year. We saw what he did when he was in Houston. There was also when he was playing for the Clippers. And he's doing great things with uh, the Suns right now. So I can see them doing well. I can see them. They, they could make a deep run. They have that roster to go on a deep run and help them into the playoffs. Now they will be facing a good team. They, and that's what I'm going to be leading. Like, they still have to face LeBron. They still have to go through Utah. Like, if the playoffs started, and let's just say the playing tournament was already done and finalized, the Suns will have the Trailblazers, which will be a struggle, but I think they'll be able to beat them. But again, they still will have to go through. You know, if everyone won their series, all the top seeds, it will be a battle between them and the Clippers. It will be. Now, could the Clippers make it to the next round? I don't know. But it's it's going to be a struggle between them and well right now as i'm talking so much hype uh the, the clippers have won four straight the suns have lost two in a row and they're they're kind of tied at the moment with the way things are but you know the suns have a game in hand on uh the clippers right now but again the Suns are looking like a good team. That's what I'm going to be leading towards. Now going to the East, that's where the questions are going to be. Now when we look at it, you got the Heat, the Sun, you got the Heat, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Wizards, the Bulls, all within that area. Now the Heat, I'm not really too concerned with because they're up enough. But you have um, the playing tournament for the East, the Raptors, you got the Bulls, the Wizards, the Pacers. Even the Hornets, all of them are fighting for that spot. And, you know, the Hornets are sitting in eighth. They're at 500, and they're up five games right now on the Raptors. Raptors are playing right now against the Cavaliers. If the Raptors can win out that game and somehow Chicago and, L and the Wizards can drop, 
That would be great. That way the Raptors can jump up. Plus the Raptors still have another game against the Wizards. Plus uh, another game against the Bulls. So we'll see that. Plus they're playing Hornets as well. So they definitely have that matchup. But again, I talked about the Raptors' final schedule for the rest of the year. Um, (laughs) When I'm looking at it here, I talked about the Clippers and the Lakers. They have Denver. I think they have one more against Utah. And, but when we look at here, you have the Nets again. You have them playing in the Wizards and the Bulls and the Hornets. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a struggle when we're playing with this uh, final roster. And the Raptors definitely have the bigger challenge. And we'll see if they can step up. We'll see if they can get there. Uh, but the Wizards, the Bulls, they need to, you know, go away. Because they're definitely, you know, making... They're winning at the right time, but they're also losing at the right time as well. Because the Raptors can't seem to move past that and get the wins that they needed they struggled against the Knicks uh, on Saturday when I talked about it and I've mentioned how I've supported the Knicks because well I should take that back I've really supported the Knicks I have bet against the Knicks a few times uh, this season and been not so good when you when I've talked about it that's why I'm waiting for my RJ Barrett jersey which is ordered and I will uh, show it once I get it it will be a little late uh, just because of the delivery method and COVID uh, but I will be getting that uh, RJ Barrett jersey and I will show it and I gotta give love to the Canadian it was either between him or Carmelo Anthony when it came to that jersey selection but again um, my next jersey will be in and the play-in tournament well, we'll see we'll see how it goes for the East it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the wire for these final games and the Raptors have a uphill battle and I've mentioned those teams, the Clippers twice, they got the Lakers, Denver. It will be a battle and a struggle. So, and they got Brooklyn tomorrow, and they're putting us against Brooklyn on a back to back. That's the worst part of it, too. And they're on a back to back. So, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, the Raptors can turn it around, get themselves into the playoff tournament, and we have, you know, success and get into the playoffs. But we'll see. It's going to be it's, it's going to be a battle, especially in the West as well. But I am looking forward to seeing what the Suns can do in these playoffs. I am from last year when they won what was it eight eight straight in that little bubble playoff. Went eight and zero. Got. Portland by Dame Lillard getting them into the playoffs, but the Suns couldn't get it in. But again, you saw what they were capable of doing in that run at the end with now Chris Paul on that roster and what they've done, the adjustments. Now they're sitting in second in the West. Yeah, you know, the Suns can be a dangerous team if possible, but we'll have to wait and see. And this is what's going to happen. It's the waiting game now, and there's going to be some great games coming near the end. Well, semifinals kick off for Champions League tomorrow. Uh, we have Real Madrid playing uh, Chelsea, so that's going to be a good matchup. Then Wednesday, you have PSG versus Man City, another matchup which could look like a Champions League final for how well Man City has been playing in EPL, which has been pretty well. They've basically run away with the English Premier League. Uh, but you know what? It's been a good weekend. Now, sadly, uh, if you're looking at Manchester United, they're still sitting in second. Uh, so when we're looking here, well, Manchester United is actually 10 back with six games to play. So we'll see how that goes out. But again, back to Champions League. So when we're looking at it here, we have, uh, like I talked, PSG and Man City on Wednesday, Real Madrid and Chelsea. So we could have an all-English final for Champions League, which would be phenomenal. Uh, would definitely drive everyone wild, especially with the way things went last week. And I talked about that on Monday and on Saturday's episodes of the podcast about the Super League that never was. Uh, we saw that collapse. Three out of the four teams in the semis were part of that Champions League, and 
well, three out of those four definitely ran out. Uh, PSG was never one of those teams, but Man City, Chelsea, and Real Madrid was, and there's definitely a risk that we may not have had a semifinal, and PSG would have been just handed the trophy saying, here you go, all the best, congratulations, thank you. Uh, but semifinals, again, this week, uh, aggregate, same style, and then finals is one and done. So who am I liking? Um, you know what, I'm going to go with PSG on this one. I know I've gone against them before. I thought they would uh, lose to Byron. I thought they would lose to Barcelona when they played them. But Barcelona wasn't able to play very well. Barcelona got mopped the floor by PSG. So look for PSG. I'm going to jump on the wagon and give them the love and send them off to Champions League final. But the one that's going to win here is it's going to come down to a draw. That's how it's going to be determined. It's going to be road victories on how that's going to be won. Because one of those two is going to have to come down. Because when we're looking at previous matches, uh, we've already seen one of those go through. Because PSG had to win on an aggregate with game well, with goals away. Uh, so we saw that happen there. And then when we go back to, what was it, Juventus and Porto, uh, aggregate the same way they tied. And they lost on away goals. So we could see that happen again. Uh, in regards to of that collapse. So, um, actually, I shouldn't say collapse. Collapse is a bad word to say. But again, I can see PSG and Man City going to a draw for that, and goals away would be the determination. I could be wrong. It could be Chelsea and them. But I am liking Real Madrid. They have been playing very well. I've had picked them for wins. I picked them against Liverpool. Um, and I also thought Chelsea would fall as well. I thought Chelsea, you know, I thought... They would struggle against Porto. I thought Porto was going to be a good club. I was wrong. Um, but we'll see how the battle is. For all we know, Chelsea is sneaky, but they haven't been good when you're watching English Premier League. They've, you know, they're here in the semifinals, so I should not really judge, and I should not base the efforts on how they're playing in their domesticated league. But uh, against Real Madrid, I, I think Real Madrid will be moving on to the finals. And I think it's going to be Real versus PSG now. It would be great, like I talked about, to have an all-English final. Uh, it would be great for England and hopefully get the confidence back to the fans after it's happened. But PSG has definitely been the strong team. They've definitely been the better team uh, during this. Uh, and they definitely battled against Byron very well, though they lost their last match. But one with the away goals, it was a good matchup. It, it was. They, they definitely battled against those strong teams. So if we go back to who they played, and I talked about uh, Barcelona and how they just handled it. They just handled that Barcelona team very, very easily. Uh, so let's go here first leg. Yeah, Barcelona, they won 4-1, and that was on the road. So they're definitely going to be a challenge now. They're at home against Man, against Man City. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be a challenge. Man City's going to have the pressure on. The pressure's on now for Man City to win, and then hopefully they can fend off PSG at home. That's where it's going to be the challenge, especially for Real Madrid, too. They're at home, so the benefit is Chelsea and Man City are on the road first. They can get try and get those goals, and then they try to battle off and try to defend their homeland against uh, those two clubs when they come in. So we'll see how it goes. Again, I'm liking PSG. I'm liking Real Madrid. If Real Madrid was going to win, I can see it being a 4-2 aggregate. Uh, for PSG, Man City, I'm going with the draw.
the same way as I've seen them go. We've seen them dominate. We've seen them draw. For all we know, we see them blow out, or this could be an upset. But I'm liking PSG, and there's going to be a draw. And I'm leaning towards the PSG Man City, because I think PSG is going to fall asleep on Man City, and that's the interesting part. Uh, so again, uh, the semifinals go this week, aggregate, so I'll cover the results of the matches on Saturday's podcast, as well as next Monday, go over the final legs of the aggregate because we will be uh, determining a champion, uh, well, about two weeks from now for Champions League. So it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, but it's going to be a fun, fun week for soccer. Well, the Zurich Classic ended uh, yesterday, and Smith and Leishman were the victors with 20 under, winning in a playoff round against Ustazen and Schwartzel. Uh, listen, Schwartzel and Ustazen were going into uh, the final round with the lead at 19 under, uh, but got forced into a playoff by Leishman and Smith. Uh, now, the format was for the playoff was uh, alternate shots, so that's always a tricky uh, maneuver to do when you're doing this type of format just because if your partner hits a great shot good if you hit that bad shot your partner now has to pick up for what had happened so uh, again congratulations to those two guys they played very very well it's always a good format when they're doing it because it was a alternate shot also some I believe one of the days was uh, best ball so when you're trying to get those shots going especially for your team and that's how you see uh, the, the score is so high when that pair, you know, 20 under is great. And it's also great when your team forces a uh, team forces a playoff as well to get the victory because they were down by one going into Sunday. So again, great weekend. Congratulations to those two. Now for the Canadians, I'm not really going to talk much about them. They were not really effective. Uh, when we were watching this, uh, when we take a look at it, Hearn and Glillick, um, you know, David Hearn has been quiet this season. Uh, Gullick and his partner Whaley were plus three on the day, finishing seven under for the day, tournament. Hearn and Suture uh, plus five on the day, finishing minus five, sorry, five under for the round as well. So it's definitely a very upsetting day now. Percy and Chalmers uh, went plus or 10 over for the day, finishing at one under, which is very very tough uh for them as well because you know they had good um they had a good uh, lead or they were up there uh but you know what they struggled near the end which is tough like this the courses can always you can always do well in one day and it takes you away the next but it was a good weekend for the zurich um looking forward to the next couple of tournaments coming up which is great I believe Wells Fargo is next uh, for the tournament. So let me just take a look at it here uh, for the next uh, schedules. But I believe it is Wells Fargo, which is great. But then again, sorry, Val's Par Championship. That's my apologies. Val's Par, Wells Fargo is the week after, which is going to be a good tournament. Uh, Val's Par is always a good one. Uh, and then we got the Byron Nelson uh, mid uh, August, sorry mid May. I almost said mid April, uh, but we'll see how that goes. So we're just taking a look here at the schedule, but we'll see how everything goes. And again, Saturday, I will be discussing the rounds, how everything's going. I will definitely be more prepared than I was on Saturday. Didn't really catch up on much golf, but uh, definitely looking at the final round. Leishman Smith, they did play very well, and looking forward to Val's par. It's going to be great uh, for that weekend. And again, congratulations to Brooke Henderson on winning the LA Open on the weekend. 
great matchup for her. She was definitely uh, way back of the lead coming back. She was at least four strokes back when I last checked it, but finishing with her uh, confidence and uh, finishing that tournament very well at the with the with first in the standings. So congratulations again to Brooke Henderson. And again, Saturday, I will talk about more of the Vals Par. And then also, we're not too far away from another major, so maybe I'll give a little talk about that. But uh, with the next few tournaments, it's always going to be fun. Vals Par, Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson. It's going to be next another good couple of weeks of golf. Well, we're not too far away from the NFL Draft. That is going off on Thursday, the 29th, and I've talked a little bit about it. And don't forget, Saturday, I will be doing a mock, not a mock draft, but I'll be doing a draft special for the podcast. Maybe I'll do a little bit of a mock draft. But it's also interesting to see how everything is going. I've talked about the QB and how that's going to be happening, that we could potentially see five quarterbacks go in the top 10, possibly in the top 15. Now, when I'm looking at some here, um, we're, we're taking a look at it. And for some mock drafts, I've already seen five go. And we're, we're, we already know one is Lawrence, two is going to be Wilson, three right now, apparently it's going to be Mac Jones. And you know what, as much as I've seen what Mac Jones did at the college level with Alabama, and you know what, I kind of questioned him a little bit the year before when Tua got injured with that hip injury. I was just like, well, he wasn't really big, and don't get me wrong, he had a big season. And you know, we could sleep on him a little bit like we slept a little bit on Joe Burrow's season last year. Joe Burrow looked good. Uh, he had those injuries, which ended, ended up derailing his season. And, you know, the Bengals didn't have an offensive line. But we'll see what happens with San Fran. Like, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. They have some backups. But there's definitely a question mark there in San Fran. Now, could Jimmy Garoppolo be a San Francisco 49er come Sunday? Maybe. Could he be traded? Maybe he's going back to New England. We'll see. Uh, but Mac Jones is right now the number three uh, player to be going off the board, the third straight quarterback. That's going to be a good one. It's been a while since we've seen three straight quarterbacks go. Um, and I talked about other players who would probably be going getting drafted. I mentioned Atlanta, but they got Kyle Pitts, which from what I'm hearing has definitely risen up and more and more in the draft boards. Uh, definitely going to look like he's going to be a top five pick. Bengals looking for their, their proper old line. And this is where I'm looking at it here. There's Detroit going for a quarterback, even though they do have Jared Goff for the next couple of years. There's talks about Carolina, but right now when you're trying to get Sam Darnold and the money that you sp- paid for with Brid- Bridgewater, you kind of want to see how this works out. And if you build properly and get stuff around him, it's going to look good. And then you got Justin Fields. He's actually going to be the fifth quarterback going where a lot of people had him as like the number two quarterback so a lot of people are questioning his injuries uh they're definitely going to be looking at his play in state and we're I'm wondering if denver's already giving up on drew lock that's what i'm looking at right now it looks like in some then people are just saying goodbye so long a very day or chi goodbye so we'll see how that goes but right now if i was denver if i'm taking a quarterback maybe i'm going the second round Maybe give Locke another chance. What is he in his third season? I know they had a little issue last year, uh, but we'll see how it goes. New York, we're seeing here a wide receiver. Now, just letting you know, I'm just on NFL.com uh, looking at this. Uh, so right now I'm looking at Lewis's, uh, Rhett, uh, uh, Rhett Lewis's uh, mock draft. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, so right now he definitely has it. Actually, I need to go back to his. I just jumped on over to uh, seven-round mock draft from uh, Chad Reuter. 
but let me go back to uh, Lewis's mock draft. So when we're going here, because I want to take a look at what he's doing for Indianapolis, because that's a good question mark. Some people actually have the Colts trading down. Okay, so they have Olarji, uh edge out of Georgia. That's what, like, what they're going for. Uh, well, they're, they're going to need that piece. We don't know if Justin Houston's coming back. Uh, Autry has gone to the Tennessee Titans, so we'll see how that goes. Now there's talks of... You know, New England or Green Bay trading with the Colts and see how that goes. New England right now is going for a defense, so we'll see how that goes. And here's the question. Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, is dropped down to 16. Now, a lot of people are questioning it because the way his weight was announced. He's 166 pounds, apparently. That's the question mark. Now, he runs a, a, a route amazingly. He does. He plays extremely well, and he is very good in the route tree. Now, Marvin Harrison was a very skinny person. Marvin Harrison, on, on paper, definitely stated it was, looks like I think it said 200 pounds, um, maybe, but it was a very, very light 200 pounds, maybe shave off 20, 25 pounds. But he did run routes very, very well, and that's what, you know, we're seeing with uh, Devontae Smith. He runs the routes extremely well. He does. He does run them very, very well. So we'll see how that goes and how he stretches the field. I would think he was either going to go to Philadelphia or at least to um, Miami. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Miami traded up just to get him. Well, you have them going for Jamar Chase. So you're already getting a weapon. So we'll see how everything works out. Uh, but it's going to be interesting come Thursday. And then don't forget on Wednesday, my draft specials, I will be discussing the draft, I'll definitely make predictions on the top 10. I'll definitely look at certain teams, especially my Colts, on who and what they need to draft and what the priority is. I know I've talked offensive tackle with the way Anthony Costanzo is. I know edge is kind of big. So we'll see. I know the tackle and offensive line is big depth. So and the question is, how many trades are we going to go with? That's the thing. Who's trading? What's Green Bay going to do? Are they going to draft another replacement piece or are they actually going to give weapons to uh, Aaron Rodgers that's that's the big question so and we definitely look at the bottom here there's there's definitely players there of what they're looking at so actually they got Najee Harris the running back out of Bama going to Buffalo that would actually be huge if that actually happened because he is such a big back and he can be be such a, 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 a unstoppable force he was so good this year. But Alabama all around was good. That's why I'm questioning Mac Jones. That's that's the uh, scary part. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And again, I'll be talking more and more on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. Well, that's it for the show tonight. Uh, lots to cover uh, on Saturday's episode of the podcast. Don't forget, Wednesday, doing a draft special. Going to talk all nothing but football on that podcast so tune into that and i'll be making a note of it draft special uh but and one note that i forgot to mention uh, a deal with uh, the nhl uh tnt is now going to be doing nhl coverage uh signed a seven-year 225 million dollar deal which is really not that big when you look at it especially it's not like the deal that rogers spent when they signed that for the nhl rights uh in canada which by the way if you want to watch a hockey game in canada it's really not great because you may want to watch vancouver versus calgary but it's blacked out because it's not in your zone so you're not really getting much coverage when it comes to uh that type of deal but they're trying to get nhl to grow 
better in the markets in the United States. Listen, it's, it's tough because you got baseball, you got the NFL, you got the NBA, even sometimes soccer can be bigger. Um, and also college football, college sports, especially with basketball and football, they can be bigger than hockey as well. So when you're looking at it, you have you have the NBA, like it's, it's a good deal to help grow it. And you wonder what TNT is going to do to help with that. Now there's talks with ESPN trying to get NHL back. So that way they have the full demographic because we've seen what they do with the NBA. We seen see what they do with the NFL. Plus they have Sunday night uh, baseball and also the other days as well, Mondays as well. So they always do great jobs with ESPN when they cover their baseball and all the other sports. It would be great if they were able to add hockey, but this will be good for TNT because you see how well they do basketball coverage. You've seen their panel with Ernie, Kenny, uh, Charles, and Shaq. What can they do for the NHL and can they help grow the sport? Uh, with that market and can they get into more and more households because that's always the question and you know what hockey like I said the markets compared to the other markets it's not like Canada it's complete opposite you know like they're they're definitely going to watch baseball before sometimes they watch hockey they're definitely going to watch college basketball before they watch hockey there's there's those different areas of sports where hockey is not that impactful it would have been cool to see what ESPN would have been able to do it would have. It, it would. Uh, but and NBC, that's basically what they're really covering. They have the Olympics and football, um, and they do excellent coverage for that. But NHL, meh. You know, if you're going to watch a hockey game with NBC, you, you hope that's going to be aired on NBC. There's the regular, not NBC Sports. So it definitely didn't work out well. But, you know, TNT has done well with basketball, and we'll see how it grows uh, with the NHL, you know, we see them do Bleacher Report, and you got Bleacher Report that can do coverages even with uh, NHL. So we'll see. Definitely a big, big deal. Uh, but again, that's it for the show tonight. Uh, so Wednesday, I will be doing my draft special. Saturday, picks, top 10. Uh, catching up on Champions League, the first legs of the semifinal. Look at English Premier League. Catch up on the Valspar. Uh, championship which is going to be kicking off on Thursday look at MLB uh, look at the standings I was going to talk about uh, the current league leaders Uh, I might as well do that since Thursday Saturday is the first of May so we've literally had basically somewhat of a month of baseball so you can look at all the teams and how everyone's doing and I talked about earlier you may not be able to win your win the division April, but you can definitely put yourself in a spot where you can lose it. So again, Saturday, I will cover all that. Don't forget to hit subscribe where you follow your, my podcast, whether it's on TuneIn, uh, Overcast, Apple, uh, as well as Spotify, uh, all that. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at drainingjimmies.net and drainingjimmies on Twitter. Uh, sorry, not drainingjimmies.net, drainingjimmies.podcast on Instagram, and then draininggimmies on Twitter. So uh, tune into Saturday's episode of the podcast uh, for that top 10 as well. I did forget to mention top 10. Also, again, Wednesday, draft special. Tune into that. Let's see who the number one pick is going to be on Thursday. And also, I'll be recapping Saturday's podcast. Sorry, I'll be recapping some of the draft on the podcast on Saturday as well. Going over the picks, see what picks the Colts have done and if I like them or not. So again, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your week. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.